joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello and welcome everyone to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, your host. And today we are going to receive some wonderful information from my guest. His name is James Gold Jr. And he is a speaker, a mind power coach, and an author of the book called How to Attract Money Using Your Mind. And James is going to enlighten us um, about some very interesting things around financial stress and really just finances and, and how we can take the the bear by the rein, so to speak, with regards to our stress surrounding money and finances and really hone in and get ourselves back to balance and live that blissful life that we all desire and deserve. So we're going to just jump right in and I'm going to welcome James to the show. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you very much. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. We, you know, we have so many um, issues around money and finance and, you know, it can be really stressful for people. And I think this is a wonderful topic to open up the year with because um, even though we didn't fall off the fiscal cliff, We are still having problems with our economy, whether it's global, you know, nationally or in our own little community houses. And so this is, um, I think, an important thing for people to try to get a grip on so that they don't have to stress out so much about it. Right, right. So James, um I want to I want to share your I want to get into um some questions, but just tell us a little bit about your book. Okay. Well, again, the book is called How to Attract Money Using Mind Power, and it is available uh, basically everywhere when the channels are running properly, um, from Amazon on down. And it's really, you know, I I went against a lot of the conventional wisdom in writing this book um, because I felt I had a better way of presenting this subject than maybe some, you know, writing teachers and other metaphysical authors might might uh, practice or teach. Um, and so this really is a, uh, I wrote it to be a manual. I mean, you can literally sit down and read the book within a sitting or two. And now the book has uh, 120 what I call simple steps uh, in the book. And uh, if a person's going to do all of those, um, they obviously it's going to take them more than a sitting or two, you know. But I, I recommend people read the book and go through it. Uh, and then go back and do whatever exercises and lists they want to make and things. But it really is a manual. It's extremely concise and and metered. In other words, every chapter is the same. There's a the, each chapter opens with a quote, and then there's a um, section called concepts and counsel, where the whole subject um, of attracting money with mind power of what you need to know to be able to do it is really laid out in a very brief uh, way. And then uh, there's six simple steps in each chapter. And then also I have a page of what I call what others have written. And 
which is a, another complete page of uh, quotes from other books. I do quote 160 other books in the book also. Hmm. Okay, well, we, we will we will dwell more into that. I just wanted to give people a little appetizer about, you know, the the book, because the title, How to Attract Money Using Mind Power, is um, really in, enchanting. It's a very enchanting title, and it's, it's going to spark curiosity among the listeners. So, listeners, as I always tell you, if you have not already put out a piece of paper and a pen, something to take some notes with, um, sit back, relax if you can. If you can't, then just listen um, intentively because James is going to give a lot of good information here with regards to uh, finances and how we can handle the stresses and around that. So, James, do you find that many people today um, are under a lot of financial stress, maybe perhaps more than pre in previous years? Uh, I do find that, both just uh, as an observer of life and those around me, and also uh, in this business now, you know, being able to speak to so many people or hear their comments, uh, receive messages from them and things. And, you know, money has always been a source of stress even in good times and even to people with lots of money. Money right. is, is a stressful subject and, and um, you know, thing that we all deal with. But today it, uh, it is so much worse than it's ever been. I mean, people who haven't in the past had to worry about basic survival uh, and many times are now having to, uh, you know, uh, really deal with that basic survival issue and cutting out a lot of the extras and things like that and um, and you know new people that are coming into the working world and coming of age and all they're they're coming into a time that's just not uh, as optimistic as it's been at times in past and uh, everything around them uh, the message they're getting is that times are tough and you know if you have any job at all you should be you know happy and you're lucky to have it right. Um, you don't have a lot of um, control over the situation because it's so big that it's really out of our hands and all of this. And so the messages we get from the media, from our family, from our friends, from our coworkers, uh, just from politicians, you name it, it's all uh, disempowering and stress-inducing in many ways. And so uh, I like to you know, teach people and show them that there's there's a way out of this mess. Yes, things may be not ideal, but... Uh, and you may not have uh, control or influence over the economy at large, but you have a, can have a huge influence over your own personal economy, meaning your own financial circumstances. Right. I know, um, uh, you know, back in days past when kids went to college and they graduated from college, it was almost like they, you know, it was almost a guaranteed job when you got out of college because, you know, that was, you know, the upward mobility, upward bound thing to do. Um, and so you were rewarded. You got out of college. You had a job waiting for you. You may have had two or three, four, maybe ten job offers waiting for you. And now, into you know today's world, you know, going to college doesn't mean that security that you it once did. You go to college. I, I know lots of kids who have recently graduated from college, and you know some fabulous fields of study, and you know can't get a job because there's no jobs, and then they still have this huge burden of the financial debt they've acquired during college to go to college, because, you know, they're pushed to go to college. You know, you got to go to college. It's 
the best way to survive, so on and forth, so forth. And so the, it seems like we're giving them this message, go do this, accumulate this debt, and then, oh, I'm sorry, you, went to, you did what you were supposed to do and you did everything right, but now you got this huge financial debt and you can't even get a job to pay the debt back. So I can see how this precipitates stress even in our younger generation you know, now as before it didn't do that, you know, the younger generation didn't feel the effects of, you know, financial stress coming out of college. And now they do, I guess is what I'm trying to say in a long, the short term of things. So things have definitely changed and the way people are handling them. Um, right. And like you said, yeah. it's a, they're getting the old message. The kids coming up are getting the old message, you know, go to college, go and get your education, this, that, and, and that's the key you know, to success is education and hard work. And in the past, you know, uh, many, many times in the past, all a young person coming up had to do was to fall in line, basically, follow the status quo, jump through the hoops of whoever uh, hires them, whether it's a uh, government or, or just, uh, you know, the, the corporate world or whatever they did. And they were pretty well, like you said, assured. I mean, it's just, uh, it's like a cookie cutter thing. You just do what you're supposed to do and you move along. But we're still get, giving that old message, but it, we're in a new reality now. And so many, uh, you know, college educated people are, um, can't get jobs because they're, they're over, qualified for what they would, um, you know, for, like, in other words, people won't hire them for jobs that, where they would make less and where they're overqualified because they think that, well, they're just going to move on as soon as they can find something better. And so their education actually hurts them. And those lucky enough to get jobs sometimes are working for far less in far less uh, technical, you know, um, work than they're qualified for. And so um, really today, uh, more than ever, I think people who want to assure their success and uh, and their survival financially really need to get an edge, and I call it the mind power edge. You know, is understanding metaphysical uh, principles so that they are not at the effect of all of this uh, on the same level everyone else is. Because if you if you fight this battle. On uh, at face value mm -hmm. with material world, uh, you know, views and concepts and beliefs, uh, then this is much bigger than any individual can really hope to to conquer. You know, right? Um, uh, all but you know the the most you know connected or the ones who have the most uh, going for them already or just the most tenacity and and all of that. But if you understand how consciousness moves the material world and how things really work and how things really come about, then it, it puts you in a whole different uh, frame of reference and it reduces a lot of that um, stress because it gives you a way, it shows you that that stress is actually counterproductive. Right. It just teaches you a way that's, that's beyond that. So now in your opinion with regards to, you know, this, handling um the issues around financial finances uh differently because you know it it really is a different new world so to speak what is one of the best ways you know for people to reduce stress that's associated with handling things um how we should handle them now versus how we handled them in the past around finances right well really the the best way that i know to do that and to um, go beyond this this uh, 
constant stress of being unsure of how things are going to turn out is, uh, again, to learn how to make them turn out more the way you want them and to learn how to do that using metaphysical um, techniques basically. So you, you want to learn how to attract money using uh, mind power slash metaphysical techniques. And when you start to use the techniques, and, and of course they don't work just for money, but when you're using them for money, um, you, you see that they work and you see that you can depend on them and that the process is dependable. You know, the, the exact outcomes and the time frame and all of that, that's all uh, very fluid but the process itself works. And so when you start using those techniques and you see that the process works and you come start to come into line with um, an alignment uh, mentally and also in a material way with the divine order that's inherent in the universe and the divine timing that's inherent within the mechanism of divine order. Mm-hmm. It increases your faith and and belief to a point where you can actually become a very powerful creator in in your own life and certainly in your financial life. So now um, I just you know I like to make terminology really simple for the listeners. I know what metaphysical is. You do. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there listening. But just for those that this may be a new word that they've heard or you know not quite sure what it is. Can you just give a brief explanation um, on what you mean by met, you know the metaphysical? Right. Well, of course, I've looked. I've uh, been asked that question before. <laughs> different things to different people. I right. have, uh, you know, looked up the term, and so I, I came across, um, you know, definitions like theoretical philosophy of being or knowing, or the philosophy of mind, or abstract or subtle talk um, uh, theory, as opposed to actual, you know, application. Um, but for our uses and the and the way uh, the metaphysics that I talk about is really. A, a physics, but it's beyond uh, material world physics. In other words, we go beyond the Newtonian, you could say, view of the world, where you have, you know, uh, inertia and momentum and, and um, uh, you know, all of these different uh, gravity, you know, forces, and, and we are at the effect of all of these things. And we go more into a, a spiritual view, even a, a quantum physical view of the world, uh, in that we understand that it's consciousness, it's thoughts, it's feelings, it's the images in the minds of human beings that are actually making things happen. Mm-hmm. And metaphysics, uh, applied metaphysics, is actually learning how consciousness creates and then uh, moderating your consciousness so that you're creating more and more of what you want and less and less of what you don't want. And technically speaking, when you're doing this, you are a quote-unquote metaphysician or another term would be uh, mind power practitioner. Okay. So basically it's using the power of your mind um, to attract or manifest or magnetize things that you, you desire in your life. Right, and when we do this, we we start to see that um, uh, this mental work affects our own behavior. So it makes us much more capable and able, and um, you know, to get what we need to get to attract what we want to attract or create what we want to create. But it also um, affects other people at a distance and circumstances and events. You know, the whole 
world seems to take on a new aura and and starts as it affects us it starts to come in line with our visions and so that's the great power of of metaphysics it goes beyond just uh, psychology of optimum optimal you know functioning of an individual mm-hmm. where we we program our own subconscious beliefs and and so we become you know more able to spot opportunities and more positive and believing in ourselves that we're we are able to do this and that and it you know all of this gives us much more power in our own lives as we can uh interact with the world but um metaphysics and mind power goes beyond that and it gets the world working for you also and a lot of the things uh, certainly i've noticed over the years that happen to bring to me uh, that which I'm creating mentally are beyond my control, often beyond my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I later find out about certain things that, that transpired that seem to play right into my vision. Uh, sometimes I never find out all of the um, you know, te- technical aspects of it and the, and the individual situations, but I don't need to know because I have the faith. What I need to know is are the end results I'm creating coming about to me in a uh, in a divine way in which no other people are being hurt or suffering undue loss and the answer is always yes and therefore I know that that uh, whatever has happened out there it's all worked to the good wow yeah that's I I mean I think that's good Um, a good explanation for the listeners about meta metaphysical because it really is something that is very powerful, and it just seems so subtle. I mean, people don't realize what they attract by what they think and what they say and, and things of this nature, and we are all interconnected. That's what the beauty of it is. You know, it you of course, you, you do it to focus and work on yourself and be as best you can or for the betterment of yourself, but when you do that, the the rippling effects of the positive energy or the positive vibration that you're exuding connects with others. And and that's what makes it beautiful. That's why you start, you know, uh, attracting things into your life, so to speak, that you didn't, that you may have not even noticed before because you weren't on that mindset. So I just like to give the listeners a, a little bit of background sometimes about what we talk about or, you know, the words we're using because um some people just don't know that in, and to give them that brief explanation helps them to sink the information in and maybe possibly use it in, in their day and in their life. Now, um, I want to go back to, you know, ways for people to reduce reduce stress around finances because I think this is a really, really important topic. And a lot I, in my career I've seen, you know, um, the toll that stress takes on people's health and wellness. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, a, a revolves around finances, not having enough or, you know, being stretched to the max or just the fear behind, you know, how will I survive if I don't have the money or if I lose my job or things of that nature. And so can you share with the listeners um, a way that, you know, you would suggest someone to – potentially get a grip on this and, and help help in the process, help them to reduce um, some of the stress that they may be having behind their fear around finances. All right. Well, if people understand that stress, any sort of stress in any kind of environment, 
we'll talk beyond financial stress for a moment, is really and largely born out of a sense, whether it's real or not, uh, or to what degree, of a lack of control of the situation. I mean, they've done studies in the workplace, and the people who are most in control of the environment have the least amount of work-related stress. And then the lower down on the totem pole you, you go, in other words, the more people you have looking over a person's shoulder or, you know, the more times their work is checked and, in other words, or the conveyor belt is shooting by and they got to keep plugging in the, you know, the B widget or whatever. Um, these people have uh, progressively more stress because they have progressively less control. And so a key way to reduce financial stress is to understand that you have and can have more control than you now have. And to the degree that you can gain more control, consistent control over your finances, meaning that you can start to attract more and more of the financial resources you would like to attract, um, your stress level will go down with that. And that aids in the process itself because uh, financial stress uh, equates in many ways to financial fear because we wouldn't be stressed if we didn't have fear that things won't work out or we won't have enough money or whatever. So when we learn again how to um, control this process, the stress level goes way down and the results go way up because the stress a lot of times is in the way. I mean, people try to think positively and they say, oh, I know things always work out somehow. And that's really good. That That's a good program to mm-hmm. giving yourself. But how much do you really believe it? If you're still worrying, then you only believe it partially. Right. And so, And belief is very important. I mean, it's the subject of the second uh, chapter in my book, Only Behind Desire, because without desire, we won't even start the process. But belief is, um, is very important. And the, to the degree that you believe, and then chapter three is on expectation. So the, to the degree that you believe you can create what you want, that you're deserving of it, and that you uh, will create it, and to degree that you come to expect that, um, to that degree will you lower your stress. The higher your expectations that things will work out, the lower your stress level involved in um, worrying whether or not they'll work out. So it, it really is a major, engaging in the process of attracting money using mind power is a major financial stress reducer. It's just, it couldn't be any other way. So, so really, what I'm hearing is that belief has a lot to do with it. And the question I would ask you, because, you know, I get this I get this asked of me as well. Um, well, I do believe. How do I increase my belief? How do I how, how do I solidify that? You know what I believe? How do I solidify it so that, you know, that essence runs through my veins? What would you tell someone with regards to? you know, solidifying or engaging or really expanding or brightening their belief about whatever it is they're trying to achieve with regards to their financial success. Right. Well, you know, the first thing that uh, they should understand is that belief is um, uh, a a subject of degrees. In other words, you know, on, let's say the scale is like one to ten or one to a hundred of where your belief is that you'll actually uh, that you can create everything you want and that you'll have the specific things that you've identified as as goals or whatever. And so, um, if I bought a lottery ticket 
and I checked the numbers, and I double and triple checked them and had somebody else check them, and I had won this, this lottery jackpot. I would absolutely believe that I'm going to get the money because I won. The numbers have been double-checked and, you know, against the website and mm-hmm. 7-Eleven and everywhere else. And so I know I'm going to get my money. I have this huge belief or a, a tax refund check at the end of the year. Right. I mean, my, my accountant has told me how much it is, let's say, if I'm, you know, getting one. And uh, I absolutely believe that that money's going to come. And that's the kind of belief that we want to work towards. In other words, we don't know where the money's going to come from, but we want to have that belief that we absolutely are going to have it. And a key way to start to in- increase um, and uh, empower and energize our belief in uh, that we will have the things we want to have financially is to start to think about the things that we want to have financially um, more and more because when we're thinking positive thoughts and those are positive thoughts when we see ourselves um, and and you know think about the concepts of an o- and entertain the overall impression and messages of having that then we are in the process of creating it, and we start to feel better and better about it. And the mm-hmm. more we entertain those thoughts, the more we actually be, come to believe that it's possible. And also studying a book like mine, Metaphysical Techniques, that really explain to you, listen, this is how consciousness flows, this is how it creates, and this is what your part. This is how you get what you want from the process. That is very empowering. That, uh, too, helps to increase belief. And uh, and at the same time, we want to uh, limit thinking about things we don't want to create. That's just a basic mind power slash metaphysical principle is mm-hmm. that we don't want to dwell on things that we don't want to create because in that process, we are creating those things. And at the same time, we are disempowering our belief because we're entertaining thoughts of other things. We're we're basically showing our subconscious mind that this is what we think is real. And then our subconscious mind feeds that back into our conscious mind, which was the instigator in this case. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, our belief is going to be lessened and weakened. So through application and study, really, we can increase our belief. So let me ask you, because this is another thing that always comes up with regards to, you know, um, beliefs or, you know, having faith or hope or, you know, any of those words. And the person usually says, well, you know, I... I've been working on my thought, my power of thought, and, and keeping things positive. But, you know, as soon as something comes up negative, you know, or I have a negative thought or, you know, my thought is not as positive as I want it to be, it seems like that really expands upon, you know, I, my mind really focuses on that and it really expands. And basically the energy of what I'm thinking goes to that versus the energy of, you know, the positive thought. How do I course correct that? How do I, how do I stop that from engulfing me where I go from, you know, the positive thinker or the positive thought, thought provider to, you know, going just straggling over to this little pathway that was a little negative And now it's this full blown highway that I'm traveling down. How do I how do I stop that from happening? What would you say? Well, you know, I would remind the person that attention um 
is basically energy. It's the directing of energy. And so whatever we put our attention on, we are feeding our energy, and we are actually breathing life into it. Good or bad, we're making it more of what it appears to be to us. And so I, as a mind power trick, um, practitioner, never try to not think positive thoughts. In other words, I don't resist positive thoughts. I don't mm -hmm. fight them. I don't try to overcome them. I don't try to overcome negative subconscious programming. What I do is I focus all my energy on creating the new uh, thoughts and feelings that I want to become habitual. And so uh, in the beginning, it's a ha harder process, obviously, because people have been thinking negatively about money or disempowering about money for uh, predominantly and for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. So there's a lot of background there. But the thing about positive or negative thinking is the way we think tends to be the way we think. In other words, whether we're thinking positively or negatively, pessimistically, uh, pessimistically or optimistically, um, that trend of thought is always striving to become our train of thought because how we think is how we will tend to think more of. And so it's fine to, th to think positively, um, and that's a good thing. But then when the negative thoughts come up, as soon as the person recognizes, and if they're studying mind power, they're going to recognize it pretty much right away and almost every time after you know a little bit of study, that, oops, my thoughts have just switched. I am now in the process of creating something that I do not want to create. And I know that the best thing that I can do now is turn back to thinking about things that I want to create. And if you if you can't control your own mind to that degree, pick up a book. Mm -hmm. I tell people, read from my book every day, whether it's one page, one chapter, one quote, you know, one of the 160 quotes in the book, something. Um, because there there is no uh, magic bullet to overcome negative thinking. The cure for the demon of negative thinking is its opposite. And if you start to have a negative thought and then you start and switch to a positive thought, that's your whole reality because you only have the moment and you can't be both truly pessimistic uh, pessimistic and truly optimistic about your finances at the same moment. So really it's a moment-to-moment -moment game. And I tell people, uh, and that's why I tell people, that mind power for me and the way I teach it and advocate it, it's not a hobby. It's a way of life. It's not a set of practices that you do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening or, you know, updating a certain list once a week or something like that or doing an affirmation a set number of times. It's a moment-to-moment -moment understanding that any of your thoughts that have to do with money in any way, which is what I call your money mindset, any thoughts or feelings or images having to do with money, not just your own, your neighbors, the economy, the government, how they spend their money, taxes, whatever. Mm -hmm. It all goes up to make up your money mindset. And when you understand that, anytime something comes on your radar, which is in your mind, that has to do with money, you're immediately on guard. And you say, okay, we've got we to gotta keep this right. We've got to keep it positive. And if we can't keep it positive, then we at least are neutral about Whatever it is. In other words, we don't find fault. There may there may be a lot of fault to find uh -huh. with governments and with uh, corporations and all. I won't deny that. 
but it's counterproductive for the individual to dwell on that, to call it up, to point at it, and to make it even more so in their own lives. It disempowers them uh, because it takes their power away. I don't care what other people do because I have no direct control over it in the moment, but what I care is what am I thinking and doing because that's what I can control, and therefore, to a large degree, I can control my own financial circumstances. I like that. I, I really, really, really like that. That that was some really good information because, you know, people have these questions and sometimes they articulate them and sometimes they don't. But I know everyone that has gone through, you know, the power of positive thinking and then they slip a little bit into negative and the negative always seems to be so much brighter and vibrant and up in your face than the positive. The positive is like this little sit back, laid back thing, but the negative is you know this this huge grandiose thing and of course your attention you know goes to the big thing but the thing about it is it's just a a facade it's fake it really isn't what it's perceived to be until you get into it and you know figure that out so it's it's, it's just I like to enlighten people with that because I know we all struggle with that on a daily basis and anything that we can do to help others you know keep their stress levels in check is is a great thing and I think this is one aspect that can do that especially around all the things that we're discussing you know even you know with our financial status now well if I, I can say uh, quickly now just yeah. to student new students of this subject that uh, we're talking about thinking negatively and thinking positively um, as a as a situation that we control for most people let's remember it is not a a controlled situation. In other words, if they get a raise, they feel good. If uh, they're starting to lay off at work, then they feel bad. In other words, circumstances are dictating their thoughts and feelings. And I want to tell people you can switch that around. Instead of circumstances uh, dictating your thoughts and feelings, your thoughts and feelings can dictate your circumstances. It's a whole different game than the average person is used to. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that because um that is so true. And I as soon as you said that I'm like, well, yeah, that's true. You know, you get a raise, you feel really good. You don't really think about it. You just feel really good and you hear layoffs are happening and all of a sudden you sink down to the bottom of the, the barrel, so to speak, as far as how you're feeling emotionally and so Right. And you're not even thinking, Oh, I'm thinking uh, positively now, oh now I'm thinking that you're right. not thinking that. All you're thinking is either positively or negatively, but you're you're not aware of yourself thinking. Right. You're more on an animal plane and so you need to rise up one level and just notice that you are thinking, either positive or negatively. And that that just brings in so much new new power you didn't have before. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's like again, going back to being that being mindful. You know, that's it, it it is. It's it's a phenomenal um it's a phenomenal thing to bring into your life, and it's it's fascinating to watch it happen, and and you yourself watch what happens that evolves around you when you do this. So it's it's really neat. Now, for someone who's new to this subject of attracting money using mind power, um, can you give us uh, a little insight as to you know what that's all about? You know. Well, certainly, uh, we've been touching on some of it, but yeah. to really get down to it and, and just to like lay it out and say, listen, here's what we're talking about um, in no uncertain terms, is that consciousness does create 
circumstances. And um, we're dealing with two basic levels of expression or reality. And one uh, that I sometimes call over there, and then the other one I call over here. And over here is the material world. It's everything we can see, taste, touch, feel, uh, and are aware of. Over there is another realm uh, of energy. It's a spiritual realm. And everything is first created there. And then we bring in the, the mechanism of the subconscious mind, which is our direct link to everything that is. You, you said it earlier that we are one. You know, we are all interconnected. And really, uh, at, at its the most basic fact of all creation is the, the, um, the reality of oneness. Mm -hmm. There is only one. And try to describe what that one thing is. Like, what is it? One mind? One soul? That's hard to do. But, but just from an experiential level, when we rise into higher levels of spiritual awareness, we, we know absolutely that we're dealing with one. And so that's why we, have, we can have such great um, conscious control over our circumstances. Remember that everyone is controlling their own circumstances. Only they don't know that they are and they're not doing it consciously that's why they're getting a real mixed bag of results but when you know then you can get a lot more good results of what you would term good and beyond judgments of good and bad I really don't go there it's just desirable or undesirable to you if it's uh -huh. desirable to you then it's good to you and but the understanding of the subconscious mind is at the base of it all. And the subconscious mind, just briefly, um, does have, is, is, a, is an automatic mechanism. It doesn't make judgments of right or wrong, good or bad, helpful or harmful, wanted or unwanted, none of that. All it knows is the images, um, the thoughts, and the uh, emotion, which is a very strong part of this, uh -huh. um, that are seeping into it. And it believes everything you tell it. It believes it's real. And as an automatic mechanism, it immediately starts out to make it real. The subconscious mind of each individual is connected to a universal subconscious. In other words, we are, uh, our mental um, workings are connected to and affect the entire Universe. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. They say a butterfly, you know, flapping its wings on one side of the planet can cause a tsunami on the other side or something uh, because that's speaking to the interconnectedness of everything. And so, uh, you know, for the beginner, it, it's just that it, as fantastic as it may sound to you, you can learn how to work your <laughs> mind and your feelings and the images you let into your mind in a way that will absolutely go out and work magic before your eyes and can make you rich. It can make you, you know, powerful or successful in, in certain fields you want to uh, get into. Um, it really does work. And you can start to use it in smaller ways. You can see that it works, build your confidence. But when you really get into this new way of life, which it really is, it's like, night and day. It is nothing like the old life where you were so at the effect of the world. Now you come more and more and more to affect the world around you, especially as it uh, relates to you, but even fanning out into um, benefiting many other people in the process. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like that. I, I agree. I think it's it's great information for people that are new to this because it helps them you know, it helps them with the foundation of what's behind the practice, and and it is—it's a continual journey. It's it's 
it's a continual learning process and you know the more you do it and the more you experience it and the more you envelop it and wrap yourself around it the more you see it happening in your life and and I think that's um you know really really something that needs to be um experienced more especially in this new year it's a great it's a great thing to start your new year off and learn how to experience more of this so thanks, James, for sharing that. Um, Certainly, because I think it's it's really good. Now, <clears throat> does does what you teach in your book, you know, with regards to um, attracting money using the power of mind, can those techniques be applied? And I know we've kind of touched on this as well, but those techniques um, can they be applied to other aspects of our lives? Yes, and that that is a great question, and and people should really um, be uh, empowered by the understanding uh, and the knowledge that the techniques that I teach, which are, you know, um, in in many cases very foundational metaphysical techniques, work for any area of human growth or advancement or attainment. Mm-hmm. Now, in the book, uh, because I identified such a a problem with people applying metaphysics specifically for the task of attracting money. That's why I tailored the book to that purpose. And really, not just because I wrote it, but I I believe it to be the best single book on this particular subject that's been written. In other words, uh, the, the most usable, the most concise and usable book on this subject. Um, and just, by studying these principles and by applying them to money, mm-hmm. the individual will start to see, well, wait a second, if this works for that, then it would work for this too. In other words, when we start talking about um, techniques such as affirmation and visualization and acting as if and speaking as if and thinking and feeling as if mm-hmm. uh, and setting goals and, and all of these kinds of and more mundane things like organization and uh, then you have intuition, of course, not a mundane things, but then others like planning and right livelihood. I mean, when we start to um, uh, look at this subject as a whole, the way I present it, we can, we see that we can uh, substitute other goals. Um, It it could be sporting. It could be, you know, sporting events. It could be anything. Uh, And all of these techniques can be used for all of those other areas of advancement and attainment Um, by by focusing on money the way I teach it, you'll mm-hmm. number one free yourself up financially um, more to more of a degree, so that you can uh, go after these other goals and dreams. And plus, you'll have a working foundation of how to do it from a metaphysical standpoint because you'll already be practiced in the techniques. Oh yeah, that's I like that. I mean, if you use if if you use what's in the book that you you know, have provided for us around money and you start seeing things happen, then, of course, you're going to be more naturally attracted to say, hey, I wonder if this works around X, Y, and Z. And then you start utilizing the techniques to work around X, Y, and Z, and then you start seeing that happen. And, and of course, you you know, my my hope is that people will be, like, so excited that they want to share this and they go out and buy a 100 of your books and give them to their friends and, you know, say, hey, I've got this great book. It's helped me. You know, it can help you and it helped me around my stress around money and it and helped me with all these other things. And I know it can help you here, you know. So it's a great way to start the domino effect of helping people to really tap into the power of their mind to basically right. – 
bring about whatever they want in their life. So it's yeah. really cool. I like that. So well, now, you know, and I I hear from people too that do just that. They buy it for someone graduating college, or they buy it for their elderly mother. Uh, some one guy told me he bought one for all his friends. I don't know how many friends he has, but he bought a copy for all of them. Mm-hmm. And I just love hearing that because the people become empowered and then they want to share that knowledge. They want to share that empowerment. And uh, the best way I know of certainly would be to share the book with them. Yeah, I, and I, I, I do that too. If I, you know, I read a lot. And so if I get a book or I've read a book that um, really, really touched me in profound ways um and i know people in my life that would also benefit from reading this book then i too will buy copies additional copies of that book and give it to them for you know birthday gift or christmas gift or or just a gift just because i'm you know i'm a generous given person and nine times out of ten the person will read the book and, you know, or start reading it and come back, back to me. Hey, I like this part. Or I really like that book or that book really helped me. And so it's just a way of spreading the love and the goodness forth that you receive from, you know, what you get yourself from reading, picking up, reading something. So I'm sure that your book, um, I'm sure people will pick up the book and do that because it's going to be intriguing. They're going to want to know more about, you know, how to attract, you know, money, using the power of the mind. This is a big thing, especially nowadays, you know, money, 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 all this talk about money. People are going to want to know what they can do to make their situations better. So if you, if you're listening and been listening, you're going to want to go pick up Jake's book, but we'll give you more information um, again about that in a little bit. Just want to get some more nuggets of gold from James with regards to the technique. So now basically, James, you said that anyone can use the power, the mind power techniques that you describe in or teach in your book, right? Correct. That's correct. And, I mean, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be a certain type of person. You don't have to be already, you don't have to be highly spiritual or enlightened or engaged or any like thing like that. You can just be someone that tuned into the show for the first time today and found the, found the topic interesting and go out there and pick up the book and, and it'll work for them as well. Yes. And, you know, I spe- I'm glad you pointed that out because <laughs> I specifically wrote this book with the thought in mind that if, and I had, and I had to stay, I had to, you know, watch my sense because a lot of times you read books and it's like you're reading them and the author is assuming so much. They're assuming that you already know so much because they've been into their subject matter for 10 or 20 or 30 years, and they've lost track of the fact that other people know zero about their subject. Right. So I really kept that in mind. I wanted this to be a book that if it was the first metaphysical book a person ever read in their lives, that they could sit down, read it, have a full understanding of everything I say, be able to apply the uh, techniques immediately, and get results. And, you know, and I hear from people who say um, that this book is um, the first book that they've had on this subject or that somebody gave them this book as a gift and they're, they're getting results with it. And it's just a wonderful thing. So, um, you know, I do advocate reading widely from this type of literature, but if you need money and that's your immediate concern and uh, you just want to buy one book, then I would say my book would be it. And even if you read no other metaphysical books, which, again, I, I advise you to do, um, but this book will give you the foundation of everything you need to consistently attract more money into your uh, 
uh, life through mind power. Like it, like it, like it. You guys, you hear that? It, it's for you. If if this, if you have bells and whistles going off in your head, and you know this is something you need to do, or you even think it's something you you might want to engage in or explore or discover, then it really is for you. Now, I have a question that comes to mind. You know, I'm saying I'm a person. I I've got the book. I've been doing. You know, I've read the book. I've been following the techniques in the book. How long might the average person expect it to take before they start seeing the tangible, the you know, the tangible results from the mind power that they, they that, that they're going to be learning how to do um, by reading your book? Right, and it, it really um, is completely individual to each person and to each circumstance. I mean, someone can get excited right now after hearing this interview, even without reading the book, and go out for a walk and find, you know, 50 cents laying on the ground where normally they'd find one penny if they were lucky. Um, (laughs) It can really happen that fast. So how fast? It could be five minutes. Um, But practically speaking, uh, quite often in, in, um, you know, reality, Working the principles and the techniques, we find that the larger the amount of money or the increase in in uh, right in um, uh, our net worth or our income or whatever, the larger the amounts and the fewer ways we could see of ever attaining those. In other words, are there any ways that we could actually see that this could happen? Uh, sometimes things like this come into play to to stretch it out. In other words, if I need to make $100 by the end of the month to have all of my rent money, I'm much more likely to be able to do that than to say, oh, all of a sudden I'd like to have $20 million and to, you know, like win the lottery by the end of the week. Right. So it, all of those <laughs> uh, factors come into play. Uh, but really, it's it, it doesn't have to take overly long. I mean, I have, I've had, you know, very large demonstrations in what would be deemed um, short amounts of time. Um, And then other time, and then there's other, you know, financial goals I have, one which is really huge that uh, I still have not seen come to fruition. And even if it took me, you know, my whole lifetime, it would be worth it when I got it because that's how big it is. Right. And yet others that I've had, I have reached uh, certain milestones um, or, you know, gotten myself out of certain predicaments by attracting nice sums of money in relatively short amounts of time. Oh, so so basically you just have to do it and watch you it manifest. And, right. you know, some things are going to be, some things are closer to you than you think, so they're going to come in and flow into you much quicker than, you know, other things that might be bigger. For instance, like, you know, I want to hit the big Powerball jackpot, you know, by Friday. Well, I guess today or whatever, you know, um, you know, that's a big thing. So it may take and a little you know, bit longer for me to attract that, you know, right. by using the mind, my power of my mind versus, you know, I'm doggone it. I'm 50 cents short for, for, you know, I'm 50 cents short of being able to buy my chai latte at Starbucks. And up comes this gentleman and says, hey, you know, here, I've got, you, you're short here. I've got, what do you need? I've got 50 cents. You know, so. <laughs> well, you know, a couple stories come to mind. Uh, one, which is fairly recent, was the woman who needed an operation. I forget what kind. Mm-hmm. And she needed like $20,000. 
So she was out on the corner or like where the, all the traffic was, you know, in the mm-hmm. middle of the road or whatever, uh, and with a sign. And uh, some guy came by, and he was actually the CEO of some big company. And uh, he actually called her later. Uh, told her, don't worry about the money, you, you'll have it. And like within a week, she actually received a check for $20,000 from this guy who had been a stranger only, you know, days before. And then there was another case that I read in one of the old metaphysical books of a woman who needed a certain amount of money, and it was a large sum. And so she did her spiritual work for it or whatever. Anyway, she decided to have some work done on the house, and the workmen were taking up the floorboards and found a whole bunch of money that her father had hidden. And so what I want people to know is many times when we hear these stories, the, it's not only that how long does it take to attract the money, it's the fact that the people sometimes already had the resources they were looking for literally under their feet. It's like the old story of the the, uh, the guy, the kid who, the young man who goes off in search of gold, you know, and he comes back uh, home years later beaten and downtrodden and finds out that there was oil on his own land. Right. Uh, you know, black gold, same thing. You can turn it into money just as easily uh, right in his backyard. And I think that's the, the concept that that um, – parable or story would point to is that so many times it's right in front of us. We already have it or have access to it, or we're only one person away from it, or one little, you know, the thing that we have to do to make a connection, uh, but we won't see it. See, there's a thing in the physical brain called, I think it's called the reticular activating system. That's how I've heard it. Okay, and it's like when you buy a Corvette, all of a sudden it's like everybody else has Corvettes and you never (laughs) even notice Corvettes before. That's the reticular activating system, and we want to activate it so that we see all of the... um, the opportunities for us to bring money into our lives because if it's not activated, they are there, they are always there, but we won't see them. And if we do activate it and they're not there, they will be because we'll attract them. So it's really a a no-lose situation, Um, but we have got to do our part to get the ball rolling. Yes, 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 yes. Um, just, Just absolutely so true. So true. You know, you do hear those stories about, you know, people having, you know, pots of gold or, you know, for instance, they're needing money and they're in dire straits and, you know, they go up in the attic and find grandpa's old baseball card collection and, you know, we're thinking about throwing it away and say, oh, let me check it out. And then they find these old baseball cards of Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle or somebody that's worth a ton of money. And, you know, here they are. They're living in dire straits. They're living in, living in squalor. They don't even know that they have this gold golden nugget within them. And what they thought was garbage turns out to be a pot of gold for them. And their life has changed and things, you know, things happen. So um, I think those are always beautiful stories because I guess the bottom line is you never know what may be in your horizon or what you're sitting on if you don't take the time to explore what's in front of you and what's available to you. And so um, I just love stories like that because it just it really does warm my heart. Um, you know, because there's so many, we see so much of that nowadays. You know, I, I have a, a 
a story that I could tell with regard to a gentleman needing a job out here, you know, where I live in California and had been doing all the things that he was supposed to be doing and, you know, praying and communicating with God and, you know, being a good person. And But he was really on his last leg. You know, he had a family to take care of on the verge of being, you know, house being foreclosed. He went out and stood on the corner with a sign dressed in a nice suit, you know, you need a job, so on and so forth. And that particular day, three people stopped and offered him a job. And, you know, he was able to take one of those jobs. And so, you know, and his situation turned around, but it's just like he, you know, just keeping the faith and just moving forward. And sometimes what we see, sometimes the positive that we see that come into our life, we don't even recognize it because we're looking for something much bigger, much grander. But all I can say is grab onto those little nuggets of positivity and watch what else manifests in your life, basically by using the techniques that James describes in his book on how to attract money using mind power. So now, James, we're coming to the end of our wonderful conversation, and it's been a pleasure really you know, chatting with you about this. And I, I meant for the show to be you know, about using this, um, gift that you've put in your book to help people with financial stress, but it kind of evolved over the course of being able to help people with all aspects that, you know, not only financial, but, you know, other aspects that these techniques can be applied to. Can you tell people or tell the listeners if they want to connect with you directly, how they can do that? Okay. Well, again, I'm James and it's G-O-I. James Goy Jr. and uh, my website is jamesgoyjr.com and for those who don't have a pencil handy attractmoney.org is easy to remember and will also uh, get you to me and I do have a free mind power and money e-zine a monthly free news uh, e-newsletter that I that people can sign up for on the website and I recommend they do that and again of course the book like you said how to attract money using mind power well, thank you, James. And again, you guys, listeners, all this information with regards to how to connect with James will be on the website. You'll be able to click the links to get the book. You'll be able to click the link to get his um, free monthly easing, Mind Power and Money, uh, which I know you're going to want to subscribe to because 2013, I'm setting the precedence and the intention that it's going to be our best year ever, especially to those of you that listen to Blissful Living. It's going to be your best year ever. So with that, I'd like to say thank you, James, so much for being a guest on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. The information is that you, you disseminated upon the listeners is invaluable. I believe that it really truly is going to help them jumpstart their 2013, reduce the issues that they may have around stress with regards to, you know, their financial situation or money. Any of you guys suffering out there or are feeling down, go pick up this book um, and, and begin reading it and watch what manifests in your life. And so with that, I'm going to say thanks again, James. It was a pleasure. I'm going to close out the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, again, I want to mention to you that don't forget to find out more information about the Blissful Living Retreat happening in Napa, California at the Silverado Resort and Spa, March 7th through the 9th. Um, you can go to www.theblissful-livingretreat.com, and you can find out more about that. And with that, I'm going to say 
Good day. Have a fabulous day, everyone. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and you have been listening to Blissful Living. Thank you, and as always, wishing peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.